Good morning. Welcome to HealthWorks. This is Carol Knier, your Community Health Manager for Wayne Memorial Hospital. Today on my show, my guest is Anna Mae Walsh. Good morning, Anna. Good morning. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you, Carol. And Anna Mae is um, a social worker at Wayne Memorial Hospital, and she works in our hospice and home health department, correct? Yes. So how long have you been at Wayne Memorial? Um, this is going into my seventh year. Right. And I know um, I, I asked you on the show today because of two reasons. It's Hospice Awareness Month, and it's also Alzheimer's Awareness Month. Yes. I know last week I did a show with Kristen Shipsky from the Alzheimer's Association, but the reason why I wanted you to come on is because you recently um, went for two certifications, right? Mm -hmm. One for the Alzheimer's slash dementia counseling, and then the second one is grief counseling, correct? Yes. Yes, I did. Can you share with our audience why you're so passionate about both of those? Well, I think um, not only in the in the hospice um, setting where I'm working now, but um, in my past I had some experience with domestic violence and sexual assault, and I think that I've always believed that grief crosses over into a lot of different areas of life. Um, sometimes we don't associate it with that. We you know consider it a loss, but there are many kinds of loss, and people... Um, loss is cumulative. So over a course of time, every loss sort of adds up. And when, um, as we are now in times where things are very different in terms of how we grieve, how we process that grief changes. And many people need even more support than they might have needed traditionally because those other support systems just are not available right at the moment. So um, with loss of a job, with loss of a, of a home, uh, it can be due to fire or, you know, misplacement or, um, uh, again, someone else in the home leaving the home, um, loss of a child, loss of a pet. I mean, all of that kind of adds to our experience of what is grief. And when we experience grief of something significant in our lives, we all tend as human beings to go back and relate that to what has been the past experience? How did I get through this? What did I do? How did it look? How did it feel? And when those things are changed as they are now because of COVID, um, it makes us, again, sort of re-examine our lives to think, you know, how, how are we going to be supported? Who can we ask to help us get through this? Mm -hmm. So I felt that it was a good time for me to be able to do that and the opportunity present itself. And right. so I did. And then the Alzheimer's and dementia uh, again, with hospice and home health, I have a lot of patients and families who have the, um, you know, the need to be the caregiver for someone who's going through the Alzheimer's process and the patient themselves also having that, um, you know, disease sort of come without necessarily any warning. Mm -hmm. And how do they deal with it? And how does the family deal with it? So there were two opportunities to be able to get some additional training and kind of, you know, break out into different categories. And um, with the Alzheimer's and dementia, there's a difference between Alzheimer's and dementia. And for a lot of people, they kind of think that, you know, first you're a little bit uh, forgetful and it's dementia, and then it moves into full-flown, full-fledged Alzheimer's, which is not necessarily the case. They're okay. finding out more and more that um, dementia is a series of symptoms. Mm -hmm. And you can have the symptoms long before anything really manifests itself or moves forward and with Alzheimer's they're determining more and more you know things in the brain and 
and how we eat our nutrition. Mm-hmm. I mean, every aspect of life is is incorporated is into yes. that. Right, yes. exactly. And so as part of your role as a social worker, you go into homes, right, mm-hmm. because you do the home health slash hospice part, and, and you work with these families, and, and you kind of steer them in the right direction. I know you don't necessarily follow them after the process, but you help guide them. You do often may see um, family members after a loved one has passed away through the grief support group Mm -hmm. that we'll talk about in a little bit. But, you know, when someone, um, one of your major roles is the hospice part of the home health. And hospice, can you explain like what hospice is? Um, Is it you know, do you help families and go in and help them plan for possibly end of life? Is that something what hospice is about? Hospice is really a, a kind of a change in thinking. Um, you know, most of what we try to uh, focus on is making sure that the quality of life, however long that is, and we never know how long that will be, um, is, is the best possible um, scenario for not only the patient, but the family. And that means um, that we assume responsibility for um, their doctor visits. They no longer have to leave the home to go for a doctor visit. Um, The hospice nurse becomes the eyes and ears along with our medical director who um, kind of, you know, monitor symptoms and pain management, uh, medications. Um, As a social worker, I help out with, you know, do they need additional equipment? Are there things that are going to make that person more comfortable at home and make it easier for the family to take care of them at home that um, we can order and get, you know, brought into the home to make that a workable situation? And then kind of follow them through the process of, again, however long it's going to be, Um, not only with planning, you know, have they talked about final arrangements? Are they working on, um, you know, thinking about funeral arrangements? Have they made um, wishes? I mean, sometimes it's one of those things we still continue as a society not to want to talk about. Right. You know, everybody doesn't want to disturb or upset someone. But Mm -hmm. again, you know, knowing what somebody else wants and having them be able to tell you while they can still tell you is more important than having to second guess, well, what would, you know, this person have wanted? And then sometimes you have a a few people involved in that decision mm-hmm. and nobody agrees. Right. So it becomes more difficult than it really might have needed to be. Mm-hmm. So encouraging them to kind of talk with each other and allow that conversation to happen and then helping them plan, you know, are they going to have um, financial support to do that? You know, are there insurances and all those kind of things that need to be, you know, addressed. So, that so and, and I think many, many people, when they go through that situation, when the family member or loved one is, you know, um, kind of chooses to go to hospice or the family helps make that decision with them, they need that guidance. Mm-hmm. It really does because, you know, and then, you know, unfortunately, when the end of life does happen, that's where the second part you really come in too and help guide those individuals because you do the grief counseling and we mm-hmm. do the grief support groups here at Way Memorial, correct? Yes, and I think with the with the grief support groups, what we're um, what we're finding again at, at this particular time in the in the world is that the traditional supports that have been in place when people grieve, the friends, the neighbors, the family that would normally be there you know, immediately to support, you know, coming and going and bringing food and bringing comfort mm-hmm. is not, is not possible at the moment. Right. And, um, the, the person, the loved one who's left, you know, on their own now is, is left truly on their own because they don't have 
family, you know, to check in. They don't have mm-hmm. neighbors to check in. The things that we, again, have used as an experience in the past to get us through a loss have changed. Right. Um, and for those of you that may just be coming in to listen, I have Anna Mae Walsh here. She is our social worker at Way Memorial Hospital, and she works for Hospice and Home Health Department. Um, so I know with, with COVID going on, one thing we kind of had to put on hold was many of our support groups. But I remember you calling me mm-hmm. and saying, you know, we Carol, there's a need out there mm-hmm. now more than ever. You're getting so many phone calls. And, of course, with safety guidelines and with help with administration, our administration team and our COVID task force, we felt it was important to, to bring this, this group back. Um, now the holidays are around the corner. Um, you're going to be holding a special um, survivors of uh, grief or sorry, a grief support group mm-hmm. for surviving the holidays. Yeah. I got it right. Okay. Yep. yep, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm thinking of another group. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, well, we have done, I, I co-facilitate the group with Father Ed from the Grace Episcopal Church. And um, the two of us, you know, kind of um, have sort of developed a back and forth. And, um, you know, we invite anybody who's interested in coming. There'll be a registration form available online at our WMH.org site. And um, if somebody can't find it, or uh, I'll leave my phone number at the end, but um, they can give me a call and I'll make sure that they get one. But it's never a problem if they come and, Mm -hmm. you know, we can get them one when they're here. But we talk about, you know, what were the celebrations? What were the memories? What were the... Um, things that would be normally part of a, a family's uh, holidays and that are going to be different and how would they have prepared and would the other person who's no longer present be a major part of that and who will take that responsibility on and you know if there are small children or grandchildren or you know sisters brothers um, you know who's going to take over the role that maybe the grandfather had or the grandmother had or you know those kind of things so that they're kind of preparing not only themselves, but because other family members may also be struggling mm-hmm. at the same time. And again, because things are so distant and separated that they'll be able to maybe be better equipped to handle a question that would come from somebody right. else in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know that that um, surviving the holiday uh, group is, is very beneficial because this, this is probably about the third or fourth year you've been oh, doing that. More, I think le- it's... Is it five, five or probably six okay? Yeah, yes, yeah, time flies, right? We, we, Father and I keep trying to figure out how long it's been. But I said, <laughs> well, you know, it's it's been a, quite a while, right? But and again, I mean, each each group that we've had, I have to say, has been very unique. You know, mm-hmm. they they kind of support each other in wonderful ways, and they just become right. so so protective of each mm-hmm. other and so much of a support that, especially again now, they develop their own network right. of people and we've had people that stayed in contact mm-hmm. you know for mm-hmm. long after the group which is wonderful right and, and that is one of the goals of a support group is mm-hmm. to support each other um although i i know when i used to do the diabetes support group or diabetes classes um you know you'd be kind of nervous the first day when all these different individuals come together but by the end of that first night it's amazing how much they've grown to talk with each other and the bonds and the friendships that sometimes yeah. form from those groups. And, the, and I think the commonality of, of whatever the um, discussion is at that particular moment, you know, they're offering suggestions to each other right. and they're connecting in a way. And, and with the grief, I mean, what, what we've seen over the last couple of groups since we started again after the 
the COVID limits. Um, these are long-term relationships. People have been married 60 and 70 years, mm-hmm. and the spouse is now gone. And right. they are here by themselves, mm-hmm. and they really have no one. Right. So the group becomes their their outlet, mm-hmm. their their way to, you know, and we say, you know, I always say just it's the best place to laugh, cry, you know, do what you need to do because these are people who certainly are going to be there to support you and, right. and understand completely. Right, exactly. They they know how you're feeling mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really quick, too, is the caregivers. You know, we talk about mm-hmm. many times the caregivers sometimes feel lost, you yeah. know, and, and that's what the grief support group is to help those caregivers that, that cared for their loved ones. But also with Alzheimer's, there's a program coming up, mm-hmm. right, um, a, a caregiver support group. Um, do you want to just mention that and um, what the name of it is? It's called Balancing Care Challenges. It's going to be starting Thursday, November 12th, 930 to 1230. It's hosted through Zoom, sponsored by the Alzheimer's Association, which has wonderful resources um, mm-hmm. online. There are toll-free numbers. You know, if someone wants to just um, go on, you know, kind of discreetly and check out what's available. Right. They they really are a wonderful support system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know, and they've also had you know support groups virtually because mm-hmm. you know that's one group decides to do you know all their programming right mm-hmm. now virtually. But but it is helpful. It is helpful. Yeah. You know, and this is I know this is a free program. We had Kristen uh, Shipsky on last week and talked about it also. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know you're very involved with them also mm-hmm. and. And you can go into the Alzheimer's Association and, you know, from from the menus you'll see there, you can drop down on things, have the drop down on things that are of particular interest or where you are, mm-hmm. you know, in the process. Do you need particular supports in terms of equipment? Do you need um, more resources in terms of community availability for, um, you know, helping out with care and, and those kind of things? Great. So that, you know, it's it's a pretty collective um, Mm -hmm. arrangement all the way around right but it gives support to both the family and the patient i know and and i think that's what individuals need to support Mm -hmm. uh, you know most of the time um so anna may can you give someone your contact information because we're almost done with the show sure (laughs) um you can always reach me and again if you have questions about the the support groups or you have questions about um resources for alzheimer's dementia my um, direct phone number um, at the hospice office is 570-253-8384. And I can always try to give you some um, immediate um, you know, feedback and then some direction. Great, great. And then again, you can also, you're a great person for resources too, which is just awesome for our community and our hospital. So thank you for everything you do. You're welcome. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Um, again, this is Carol Kanayer, your community health manager for Wayne Memorial Hospital. If you have any questions ever or on today's show, please give me a call at 570-253-8422. And remember, if you do miss the show, you can visit our website at WMH.org and look under Community Health and under HealthWorks, and you'll see this recording there as well as previous ones. So again, thank you for listening and have a great day.